Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. We'll see what happens on this week's Jordan, Jesse Go, Jordan. I mean, that's the beautiful part about Jordan, Jesse Go. You never know. It's like a... This is off-the-cuff, razor's-edge comedy. Yeah. We walk a tightrope every week. Will we fall? Yes, we do every week. (laughs) Should we have prepared more? Of course. (laughs) Would this show be better if it were about something? Yes, thank you. Oh, sure. But then you wouldn't have the razor's edge, which is where our audience loves to spend their time. Yeah. 24-7. Watching the movie (laughs) Razor's Edge. What is that about? Mm, I don't know. Maybe that's like Al Pacino or something. Ice skating? Ice skating? No. Is it it really about ice skating? I think there's an ice skating rom-com. Oh, that's The Cutting Edge. Yeah. It's about like a hockey man that falls in love with a Nancy Kerrigan type. Then what's Razor's Edge? Now, I know Razor's Edge is a database software for nonprofits yeah. for, to track their fundraising. See, this is going great. <laughs> this is why you tune in to Jordan Jesse Go. Off the cuff, real, raw, uncensored. I'll say this. I usually try- if Too I'm gonna, hot for TV. If I'm going to take some Excedrin, mm-hmm. the caffeinated pain pill, mm-hmm. um. I usually try and take it about an hour before we start Jordan Jesse Go because right. then while I will be edgy, I'll at least be pumped. Right. I woke up with a headache this morning, had to take it too long before the start of the show, and we just ate a lot of Mongolian food. Yeah, sure. I'll eat this. Mo- well, there's a Mongolian restaurant near our office. I'll eat the food until it's gone no matter what. I'm talking about booze. I'm talking about bonch. I'm talking about Suivan. Hey, audience, how do you feel about this week just listening to a nap? <laughs> do you want to listen to three men nap? And I am. That's somebody's fetish, right? I am cruising down the backside of this Excedrin. Hey, all I you. Am losing, I am losing speed with each foot I travel. Hey, all you nasty nap fappers out there, get ready to fap. Because these three thick hunks are getting ready to nap on Mike. Man, if Thick we nap daddies, if we if give a dog a bone, if our show what you know how like we only have listeners because we started podcasting seventy five years ago. <laughs> oh, don't point it out, but yeah, yeah. Sure. so it's true. But you shouldn't say it. If instead of sentences. podcasting about nothing, we had just invented hashtag napfap, right? Then nap-fap. we would be we would have we'd be like we uh, just did. We just invented nap. The true Oprah stories podcast or whatever. We'd be ruling the charts. Yeah, I would love to rule the charts. We'd be at the top of the fucking. We'd be at the top of the game. Yeah, that'd be nice. We have one of those million dollar Doughboys Patreons. <laughs> we did. I don't. I don't know how much is in the Doughboys Patreon. That's not inside information. Um, we did. We just invented nap fap. So now is it time for our meteoric rise? Hashtag nap and fap. <laughs> well, I think. I think the premise we constructed. <laughs> let's just backtrack. Yeah. You, there's someone out there who's fetish. It is to listen to napping. Yeah, and that's how you. How you, I don't know how you confirm that the people on the other end of the MP3 or whatever are napping. Yeah, to just hear some like slight drooling or something. Yeah, maybe like a TV show on kind of faint in the background. Yeah, or maybe they're listening to a. a an episode of Fresh Air that's about foreign affairs, but not upsetting foreign affairs. <laughs> right, sure. 
<laughs> like just just the current situation in yeah irrigation in the Himalayas. Yeah, oh, that's nice. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, interesting. I bet there's some interesting challenges that come with that. Yeah, I actually have a hashtag NapFap adjacent topic that I wanted to get into. But sure. let's let's introduce our guest on the program. Our our guest Ooh, on he's the... a nasty napper, ladies <laughs> and our, gents and our, everybody else. Our our guest on the on the program takes some of the thickest naps in America. Ooh, thick naps. <laughs> this guy dozes like nobody's business. Uh he's a musician, composer, performer, disc jockey, button masher. He's got a brand new album around the corner, as well as a national tour of what might be the most fun live event that anyone can attend. His name is Dan Deacon. Hello. Dan. What do you make that of- was That was really fun to watch. <laughs> Thank you. Like just he, us spin, just <laughs> spin straw from that gold. <laughs> Like we, before- we turned gold, existing gold, into a less valuable material. Yeah. It was like that sequence of when like Clark Kent just like is walking down the street and turns into Superman. Like right. I feel like before recording, I was like, oh yeah, so we'll get going, and then you jerk off while napping. Like, you're like, Whoa, <laughs> it was pretty up, pretty up hard. and away. Yeah, I I think the fetish should revolve around like when you said three three guys napping. Yeah. That's the yeah. fetish. Like, oh. This nap orgy. It's like one's one's too big, one's too little, and one's just right. I just think, you know, the idea of being like, bears. like yeah. how did they all take a nap at the same time? Like, yeah. this is so intriguing. I can't yeah. wait to listen. What led to three men napping in, a, in the same room? <laughs> it's so unusual. We would be. So we would forbidden. Be, we'd be a good three bears team. Yeah, well, I could be a little beardier. Yeah, but you could be, you could be one, like the one of the, like a little cub or whatever. <laughs> Baby, yeah. baby bear, as I believe yeah, is baby true. I could be a baby bear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I... You have a cherubic face. That's true. I think that'll help me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could be a little hairier, I guess. But, mm-hmm. but I mean, we can we can work on that. I'm pretty I hairy. Can, I can rub some rogate. Well, that's what I'm just saying. You, I think you, the two of you are great. Thank you. Great for Thank that. Thank you, Jordan. Um, but I worry a lot. I worry about my level of hairiness. But I could rub some Rogaine on myself. As the only non-bald man, it's odd to hear you say that you are not hairy enough. Oh, right. Sure. Yeah, that's true. I think the distribution is just different. That's true. Yeah. If I could move some of this head hair <laughs> exactly. onto my face and chest, yeah, if there's any hair movers out there, let me know. I'm pretty much bald except for like the area surrounding my mouth. <laughs> really? Pretty much, yeah. I don't so have the much. rest of you is like a like a competitive swimmer? If I were to shave, I would be baby bear for sure. Okay. Oh yeah. I like it. Thank you. Um so this is it's funny you mentioned energy levels, Jesse. Wait, uh, wait, no, hold on. Okay. I before we get to energy levels, <laughs> sure. I want to address this thing before sure. we get too far from hashtag nap and fat. Right. I'm glad we're going back to that. We gotta go we gotta yeah, we gotta squat here until we've mined all the resources <laughs> we can. And then we <laughs> then we pull up stakes and move on. <laughs> See hashtag, what else? Hashtag colonialism. Hashtag colonialism. <laughs> so here here is the thing that I need some help thinking through. Sure. Um, I was driving here and I saw a license plate that I, I really left me in a tizzy. Mm-hmm. Now, recently I've seen a couple of license plates that I found really encouraging. I think I mentioned TMI Tim, mm-hmm. which I presume is a guy named Tim who's always <laughs> sharing too much information sure, and yeah. decided to memorialize it on his license plate. I found that really encouraging. Fun. And uh, the one that I saw recently that said... Uh, 
H-E-A-L-B-O-I. Heel boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I presume is maybe a nurse. What's well, a dog trainer, maybe? Heel boy. Mm. Dog trainer, dog walker? No, I think it's a healer of some kind. Okay. Yeah, it's a boy, B-O-I, who heals. Oh, okay. Uh, but this one... And also, Fuction doesn't call you back. Yeah, exactly. And I liked, <laughs> I liked both of those. Both of those gave me a nice... Happy feeling. Mm-hmm. You don't think TMI Tim was like someone's neighbor's Tim and like a passive aggressive me- message that like you park it in your garage and then your neighbor walks out and is like, I never should have told him. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> About how, how much it hurt me when my uncle died. <laughs> right. Right. It's like you uh, you see someone, you know, you see your neighbor at the mailbox or whatever. You're mm-hmm. both bringing in your Amazon packages or something. You're just like, oh, hey, how's it going? Uh, crazy weather we're having. And they're like... Oh, yeah, great. Well, um, my family has a history of colon cancer. <laughs> is that the is, – and, and so, you're so saying that that person – I think electronic musician Dan Deacon is, is sees this as an accusatory license plate. Yeah, like, right. So you're, you're in that situation with that person and you get a license plate because like, How can I tell them than... to stop without actually having to confront them? Right. And how can I tell them to stop and also support – uh, our our great state's coastline. That's right. Mm, sure, I think is where that money goes. Uh, uh, there's, so- a, there's a guy I uh, like on my street that I park behind. I don't have like a garage, but we have like you know passes for the block. And there's a guy I park behind a lot. Uh, of course, a Georgia license plate, but then a sticker on his car that has the you know the cross out, the like Ghostbusters cross out, but it has just the words Pebble Mine. <laughs> And I am like, this guy feels very strongly that we shouldn't have a pebble mine. I mean, maybe this is in Georgia where he came from. That is a people are mining for pebbles. This is news to me. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, maybe that's an environmental issue. Maybe it's kind of like a fracking sort of thing. I can't wait to read. Do you think it's possible that uh, fruity pebbles come from the earth? (laughs) Oh yeah, could be. It's a commodity product. There's not a big market for regular pebbles, right? I think there's a gigantic market for regular pebbles. Really? Oh, yeah. Like aquariums and decorative lawns that people don't want to cut their grass. That's true. That's true. Okay, that's a good point. Point taken, Double D. Sorry. (laughs) So here is the license plate. So I I guess I'm pro-pebble mine. So the next time I I see this, I'm going to park behind this guy. I'm going to key his car. Yeah, I mean, it it has horrible effects on the miner's lungs. Mm, Sure, pebble dust getting up in there. Little pebbles. Yeah, I'm so afraid of this riff because what if pebble mining is actually really bad? I'm sure it is. Yes. Anyway, so the uh, I apologize if it was bad. uh, I think you're okay. Thank you. And I think I've talked I've talked before on the show about the car I most admire in my neighborhood, which is an a a lifted AMC Eagle, Mm -hmm. which is like a it's sort of like a Subaru Outback from 1982. Okay. Uh, uh, that is all black, just completely blacked out, uh, and the license plate is Ski Mex. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that guy gets it. That guy <laughs> knows who he is, know what he, knows what he's up to. He's got the right vehicle for the job, and he put the label on the back. But this is the license plate I couldn't figure out. Sure. Is this related to Nap and Fap somehow? It's it's sort of Nap and Fap adjacent. Okay. Yeah. You want to get that to... license plate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it works. I wonder if Fap is a word that, like, the if license got plate, blocked. right? Yeah. If they flagged, if what? that kind of because it is so internety, but maybe mm-hmm. it's been around long enough to where the you know it seems DMV like they knows know. about it. Even if you told them it was a tribute to the best high school teacher you ever had, Doctor <laughs> Knapp and Fab. <laughs> right. I heard last night that there was just a lawsuit in California that they're reversing the blocked words or the words that are indecent. Really? Yeah. Because I had a friend oh, yeah. who just moved from Maryland and her license plate was fart in Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> and tried to get it here Solid. and couldn't. So instead she got wharf. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> she sounds cool. That's a great second choice. Cool. It's a great second choice. Um, so this is the license plate I saw. It was on a, maybe a 15-year-old Corolla, pretty mm-hmm. nondescript car. Right. I mean, the, almost the very definition of a nondescript sure. car. And I'm, I'm going to spell it out rather than say the words just, just for clarity's sake. Mm-hmm. It said one O L D two J Z. And I thought, does that mean one old two jizz? Oh, two wait, so spell J spell it again. Number one O L D O L D two J Z. Jays, huh? One old two jazz? I mean, Jay-Z, the rapper, is that? It was not an old person driving the car, it was right. ma- but it was also not a young person. Uh-huh. It, was it was like a, form- a 33-year-old, I would say. What about a form mistake where they're like, I want it to be two words, like, I'm the old Jay-Z. Oh, sure. <laughs> you think it was Jazz O, Jay-Z's Jay-Z. mentor? I think so. Yeah. He later had a falling out with? Yeah. I mean, do you ever get too old to jizz? <laughs> <laughs> What's the age cutoff? What does the, what is a what does a man typically lose I his ability? I think that to might jizz? be what it is. It's it's a, to contrast with being too old to jizz. Mm-hmm. This person is one, one old I'm not to jizz. Too old. I'm one old. Yeah, that mean you jizz a lot or a little. That means you're the correct age. How to thick? Jizz. How, how thick are the ropes? <laughs> They're nap worthy ropes. Nap worthy ropes. <laughs> nap ropes. I never thought I'd say the phrase "nap worthy ropes." <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, on the topic of energy levels, yes, thank you, <laughs> uh, Jesse. You're what are you working with? You're working with a kind of an Excedrin crash pl- with a little dumpling chaser. Yeah, I'm on a four out of ten. Uh, but Dan, four and falling. You're coming into the show with a a, a tummy full of coffee and nothing else, That's right? True. What's t- t- talk about what led you to that state? Oh, I'm doing this uh, fad diet, Whole Thirty. Okay, and, okay. Uh, it makes it difficult to eat outside of your own home. So I basically have a lot of coffee and lettuce, and then I get on long. <laughs> Uh, transcontinental flights. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. And by get on long transcontinental flights, you mean go into small enclosed spaces with two people who previously thought they were your friends. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Dan, I'm looking forward to your farts. Thank, thank you very much. <laughs> and now that I know what's going on, I'll find it more interesting than offensive. I'm you, like, you, oh. I was pretty much frantic when I walked in, but uh, now I feel like I'm like, I don't know. I feel pretty relaxed. Yeah, you seem really. You seem you seem chill. You have a good vibe about you. Almost ready to you know, like take a nap after this. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> There's some listeners out there who are looking forward to that. I, I can I can tell. This is like nasty a nap fappers. Money making gold mine. If you can be like, I'm about to nap for eight hours. Just cue this up. I don't know how. You... Oh, sure. And it's it's like a John Cage thing. Where yeah, yeah. Just silence. Because that money making John Cage just yeah. rolling in the dough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> John Cage, man! What does he have? What does he have more of? Money or babes? <laughs> guys rolling in both. Oh yeah, that's the first thing they tell you in music school, <laughs> right? Exactly. John Cage got it wet. You know what? The, you know what they call John Cage? The King of Miami Beach. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I think it's Pitbull yeah. you're thinking of. Avant-garde. I think you've confused no, John Cage. It's avant garde composer John Cage. I mean, both perhaps are, both are best pushing. Known for his piece, which requires people to sit silently at the piano for a certain length of time. Mm -hmm. 
both, I mean, I think both John Cage and I could see how you confuse them because both of them push the boundaries and make us ask, you know, what is music? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you, you know, know, I've known Dan Deacon for a long time. Right. And as, mu- as much as he likes John Cage, I think this guy is horny for Conlon Nancaro. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. This guy can't get enough Conlon Nancaro. <laughs> I did have a really amazing uh, Pitbull experience when I landed in L.A. on this trip. Do tell. Uh, hold on. Let's hear about Conlon Nancaro. <laughs> sure. Let's go off on a jag that allows us to say funny names <laughs> as opposed to something that actually happened. Yeah. What's up with Pitbull? Um well, I landed in LAX, and it's been a couple of months since I've been here, and now they have that new, like, cattle zone for ride shares. Yeah, oh, known shit. as Laxit or LA Exit. Yeah, it is odd. Pitbull, by the way, if anybody doesn't know, is uh, the dance music rapper known as the Italian Stallion. Mr. Worldwide. Uh, oh, I think you're thinking of Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Dan is right. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if that was also Pitbull's... Uh, tagline and just hope that like people who had knew that had like aged out of his audience. <laughs> <laughs> what is the status well, before we get into the pitbull story what is the because st- i remember for a hot second like all mall songs were pitbull songs I yeah think, i think they still are are they still i just this is it i didn't know this was a pitbull song i thought i was listening to like i don't know some crazy like disco song i had never heard and anyway i got in the lift yeah and the guy immediately starts blasting this song, Fireball. And it's just this, like, you know, dancey, happy, colorful. Um, I felt like uh, Naomi Watts' character in Mulholland Drive. Mm-hmm. I was like, L.A. is amazing. <laughs> and he turned on these, like, disco lights on the roof of the car. Wow. And I just felt so good. And I was like, I can't wait to DJ this song. What is this? And then, like, it showed on his radio and said, Pitbull. And then I immediately felt like the silencio moment. <laughs> I can't believe I just got really into Pitbull. This is this is like a turning point in my life, dude. This is this is great. You're about to you, the next step for you is to record the theme song of the Pan American Games with Pitbull. <laughs> I think you're ready to write a song about a weird international sports event mascot. Mm-hmm. Probably like a like a soccer ball with legs mm-hmm. and the head of a Burger King. Or, I mean, you could just continue this Mulholland Drive thing and get sucked into a box where dream rules apply. I'm trying to remember <laughs> Mulholland Drive here. Does that and work? Pitbull, yeah, yeah. As long as Pitbull's there and there's that soccer ball thing, that sounds good. Yeah, sure, right? I'll say- yeah, that is one of those things where it's like – and I don't know if you – I mean, I, I – I, I don't know if you feel this, Dan. You can respond to this if you want to. But that kind of feeling of like rocking out to something and then realizing that it's something like a little bit lame. I feel like I will often have that with like a Bruno Mars or an Ed Sheeran. And I'm like, hey, this is pretty good. I bet this is this Tame Paula, And then it's not, you know, mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. That's what I'm like feeling. I am 20 years older than every 18-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Ed Sheeran, uh, last time I was in England mm-hmm. – um, I mean, podcast festival or something like that. Uh, there were like five Ed Sheeran songs that just rotated in right. every sure. uh, in, in every ride share that I took. I'm just and every business I went into and everything because Ed Sheeran is like all of the qualities of international pop music mm-hmm. uh, without any of the. Authenticity. I was going to say sure. color. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, like I, I think like if you just took 
if you wanted to make you couldn't make a more English form of international pop success uh, than that. I think even like ABBA is a little too urban for the Ed Sheeran audience. Sure, it's but, like chicken; it's delicious yeah. no matter how you put it. But, but like when I listen to uh, <laughs> when I listen to those Ed Sheeran songs, my reaction to every single one of them was, "Yeah, that's pretty good." Sure, yeah, good work, Ed Sheeran. I I see why you're a success. Don't need to buy that album or anything, but could be yeah, could be is, worse. This is very nice while I'm in this Target. Yeah, I'm enjoying. Exactly. I'm enjoying my time in this Target, or whatever the English equivalent is. Do they have Targets in England? Yeah, probably. Yeah. What do they got? Sainsbridges. Yeah, probably. Nando. It's a chicken restaurant. <laughs> Sal- uh, Salisbury. Sains- Salisbury. That's a steak. No, there's something with an S. Sainsbury. We really got to figure this out. Sainsbury. Is <laughs> Listen, something. we got to look into pebble mining. We got to look into <laughs> what the British target is. I got to say this. Yeah, I'm always glad to see our friend Dan Deacon. Uh-huh. Oh, thank you. Because uh, I admire him personally. I enjoy his company. Yeah. Uh, I love his music. I think he's a, a really gifted creative genius. But today there's Stop. a there, today there's a special reason that I uh, admire that I'm grateful to see Dan Deacon. Mm-hmm. And that is this. I've, I I had a I had a few rough health days in a row, uh, migraine wise. I was just barely out of bed yesterday. I was just I just was feeling like shit. Ooh, you were in bed, so you were napping then, huh? Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Sounds nasty. How many of you were sounds napping? nasty. I was... Were they over there with two other men? <laughs> Hashtag napping pap. Yeah. Hashtag. Um, and uh, last night when I laid out my clothes, I started with my relaxed fit blue jeans. I have a pair of relaxed fit blue jeans. These are designer blue jeans. Don't get me wrong. This They're... is the ASMR intro to the napping fat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, describing jeans. <laughs> How many rivets are there on the jeans? <laughs> um, but I, I laid those out because I was like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm just What's doing Jordan wash? Jesse Go tomorrow. And I I ended up with an outfit, you know, starting with that, I ended up with an outfit that incorporated probably the two most, that started with my most, most ridiculous pair of pants, my relaxed fit jeans and then continued to the most ridiculous things in my wardrobe which are a pair of Birkenstock clogs slip on clogs and a jacket made out a Moroccan jacket made out of a rug this sounds like a beautiful outfit it's a great outfit don't get me wrong Dan I'm not here to be (laughs) self-effacing about this outfit I'm just saying it's embarrassing it's ridiculous and embarrassing. I like it, but I mostly picked it because of the volume of the elements. Okay. Because I just couldn't get it together to wear anything constricting because I just <laughs> was feeling so shitty the last couple of days. But then by the time I had left the house, I remembered I was doing things today. Like I dropped my kid off at preschool wearing this outfit. And I'm like, what must these Montessori teachers <laughs> think of this strange man who arrived I'm the whole time I think they're st- thinking is this also a Montessori teacher <laughs> <laughs> no these Montessori teachers are uh, these are uh, these are button down ladies mm. uh, these are yeah these are ladies in in blouses with the with the top button buttoned uh, and it, I was like I'm gonna go through my whole day wearing this crazy jacket that I bought at the flea market. It's made out of a rug. And I'm going to be go through my whole day wearing Birkenstock clogs. You know, I'm no matter what context I'm in, I'm going to be self-conscious. And then our friend 
Dan Deacon waltzed in wearing a yellow elf hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's the story behind the elf hat? I love it, by the way. Thank it you, really thank brightened you. my fucking day. Yeah, I want to I, I wanna be clear. Like, I'm not mocking. I am sincerely <laughs> grateful that you came in in this elf hat. And it looks sort of like the hat that Link from The Legend of Zelda wears a little bit, but yellow. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm in a Mardi Gras crew with a bunch of friends, and we're a banana-themed Mardi Gras crew. It's a long, not interesting story. No, I mean, um, fuck, neither of us are in Mardi Gras crews. <laughs> I, don't, well, just, I don't mean to speak for you. I'm assuming you're not in a Mardi Gras crew. I mean, I'm in the Mummers Parade in <laughs> Philadelphia. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I've never been in a Mardi Gras crew. Right, yeah. When I dress up as Space Elvis for the Pasadena Duda <laughs> Parade, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell me about... <laughs> Tell, so, we, we both came up with one. Sure. Those were good. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't Razor's tra- Edge. I wasn't trying to <laughs> pimp you out there, Jordan, but well, you delivered anyway. <laughs> uh so yeah, so yeah, so I guess describe a Mardi Gras crew. Mardi Gras crew is any group of people that get together and like parade together uh-huh. in like any and in a, some sort of cohesive way. Right. So normally through like the attire of what you're wearing. Is this a Baltimore Mardi Gras crew? Because you typically live in Baltimore, yeah, right? Yeah, I live in Baltimore. Uh, it's basically Baltimore and Baltimore expats who move to like New York or Austin and L.A. or cities with job markets. Um, you know, people who were like, what if I had this life but with a house that cost $1.1 million? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so we tried to get as much – well, the first year we went, I didn't know anything about Mardi Gras. I just thought it was like bros and beads and I was like, why sure. am I going? This is going to be a horrible nightmare. And the friend of mine who said it wasn't that, I trusted. So me and two other friends trusted her and we went down and it was incredible. Like I didn't know it had this like anarcho DIY contingent of like parades that weren't anything like big monstrous floats. And I love brass bands and marching bands and it was just super fun. But I everyone had a crew that was wearing like clothes. So you could tell like, oh, these people are together and these people are together and somehow bananas became our theme. It was like <laughs> seven in the morning and my friend was buying coffee and I wanted some bananas and I didn't have any cash. So I put bananas down on the table and then uh, he said he to get as many as I wanted. So I just slowly started putting all the bananas on the table, like 65 bananas. That's a fun. That is a very fun response to that. And um, he didn't notice and he was just like, and I'll take all of these. <laughs> and the person was like, oh, you realize you're okay. buying $300 worth of bananas. <laughs> So we bought all the bananas, and then we started giving out bananas. And at Great this, source of potassium. It, it, yeah. and, and I was – I didn't realize it, but I was basically uh, dying. I didn't have any nutrients for days and days. Because <laughs> so you were just yeah, eating the just eating joke bananas? Just things that weren't food. And You may have disordered eating habits. Yes, Dan. yes. I need, I'm working on it. I'm working yeah. on it. Um, it's my lack of structure in my life, really. Mm. But anyway, so the next year we were like, oh, we'll be banana themed and we have this. Your like, life is semi-structured, not unlike a banana. Not unlike a banana. Thank you. And it, But, you, you know, you got to get it when it's ripe. Yeah. Sure. So I, got, I found this yellow hat and online it looked much, much more yellow. And I first showed up and I was like, a little. Ah, this is more of like a mustard hat. I don't know. Yeah. And I went online and I was like, well, actually, you know, there's hundreds, if not thousands, variety of bananas. And some of them have a more mustard tint. So I mm-hmm. think this works. And so I've been wearing it for about, I guess, four years now. Do you think of yourself as a standard Dole banana or one of those uh, 
Uh, one of those little chunky boys. I think I'm one of those little chunky boys. I like those little chunkers. <laughs> Me too. Sure. Chunky and they're manner. Always, they're always in a bunch. You never really see those alone. And yeah. You know, I like rolling with the squads. That should be our nap crew, the chunky nanners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. We love to fap to those chunky nanners. <laughs> if you're out there and you like to fap to some nasty nanners. <laughs> and potassium's good for lucid dreaming, so you could eat these while you nap. Oh, that's great. I guess now, was... this is the insights that we bring Dan Deacon on the program for. This is the time the time that Dan Deacon's not spent doesn't spend writing, rehearsing, mm-hmm. recording or performing music. And he's focused on research. <laughs> <laughs> the food pyramid. Yeah. Where's the top? Where's the bottom? Yeah, well the lucid dreaming feed food pyramid anyway. <laughs> uh can you have bananas on whole 30? Yes. Okay. You can, you can have lots of them. And have you been? Yes. Okay. Yes, I have. I have like six more in my bag for the flight home. You having long skinnies or chunky boys? These are long skinnies. Uh-huh. I love those little chunky boys, though. Oh, I love – there's nothing I love more than you go into a grocery store and you're looking for the bananas and you expect what you're going to find. It's just those dull standard, you know, every tree copied from the last tree – Fucking colonialist bullshit. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, Hawaii, destruction of Hawaii's native people type bananas, this right? This is some real banana talk. Yeah. And you get Stop in there. napping and fapping and listen. Yeah. And there's like six kinds of bananas. There's wake up people. There's blood on your bananas. I love it. There's fucking red bananas. There's green bananas. There's fat plantains. Mm-hmm. There's short little chunkers. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love a variety. I mean, you guys know I'm I'm a I secretly harbor a desire to be a television greengrocer. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Not so secretly. <laughs> but like I love to see all those different bananas. And I don't know enough about bananas to know what the difference is going to be, and it could be that I accidentally uh buy for myself for casual banana eating, I accidentally buy a a, a starchy frying banana. Mhm. But that's just how it goes. That's what that's what gives life its spice, its meaning. It's the banana crapshoot. Yeah, you, you live that exciting. <laughs> it's the same with apples. You know, you go into a you go into a grocery store. You're like, oh great, they got fucking red delicious Granny Smith and and you know one of these jazz Fuji. apples, one of these fancy. You don't like a jazz apple? I'm not saying I don't like a jazz apple. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying they just got the three kinds of apples. You go into a grocery store, you see some sundowners. <laughs> You don't remember what the fuck the qualities of a sundowner apple are, so you just buy them and find out when you munch. <laughs> some apples, some, the grocery store has an apple chart of oh, sweet to tart. That would be helpful. I love it. I, I look at it all the time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I'm more of a middle ground. Maybe how today. are you feeling? How are you feeling today? I tend to be a real sweet apple person. But I found uh, to go back to my banana research. Oh, real please, knew oh, yeah. you were a sweet apple yeah. boy. Uh, I'm definitely. I'm more of like a Fuji. I'm a Fuji Honeycrisp kind of apple. Mm-hmm. Those are great apples. You just soak can't them deny in, those. Soak them in almond butter. Mm, they're real good. Oh wow, that I mean that sounds whole thirty approved. That's whole thirty right there. Mm-hmm. Bananas. Uh, I just want to say it again. Bananas. Mm-hmm. The banana flavored candy mm-hmm. that we all right m- like made. a runt. Yeah, yeah. There's a type of banana that that is based on. Really? Banana-flavored candy. There's a banana that tastes supposedly almost exactly like that flavor. This is fascinating. But it doesn't grow anywhere close enough to get to us without, like, completely changing its structure. So sure. that's why we don't eat it. But I'm on, I hate banana-flavored, fake banana-flavored things because it doesn't taste anything like banana. Right. It tastes crazy. But it's insane to think that at some point during, like, 
ma- mass manufactured food, right. you could get bananas that tasted like that. And then someone else was like, but what if we make bananas taste like this? And then at no point did they change the banana flavor. Right. But I want to taste these crazy candy tasting bananas. Where do you have to go to like pluck one off the tree and get it in its natural habitat? That's where my research has fortunately <laughs> ended. Right. I think we should start our search in the Philippines. Sure. sure. I mean, we're better. Let's go to Manila and see what we can dig Before up. we decide, should we do a montage where we like pour over a bunch of maps and then mm-hmm. we have a compass? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Then... I think Indiana Jones style tracking with like the plane and the red line. Oh, I would love to do a red line scene. That Jordan, would be great. When you say a compass, mm-hmm. I'm going to kick it up a notch. I say we have both kinds of compass. Both the kind that shows you what direction yes. you go and the kind that draws draw. a perfect circle around a point. That would be yes. great. Because that could define the radius of our means of transportation. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that sounds amazing. And the circle compass is dangerous, so it gives like an element of adventure to us. Yes. I sure. love an element of adventure on a Nanner Quest. Sure. And maybe this is, yeah, maybe this is a, this is a docu-series, you know, Nanner Quest. Nanner Quest. If you're listening, Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. This would be, I think this would be great for Netflix. Any streamer, really. Yeah, Acorn. Acorn. Sure. Britbox. <laughs> videos you nap and jerk off to would be Napflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a different, you know, different, uh, different, different kind of content. I yeah. think our content would be really good to fall asleep to. Yeah. I Do- mean – at it, sure. I mean, if there's a lot of like just us studying maps, you know, you're not missing much if you doze off. <laughs> you know, like, oh, you what, fa- what's you this Cornwall? Yeah, if you fall asleep during, you know, The Witcher or something, you're like, oh, you know, what's that? What's that spell? Nothing changes if you fall Nothing asleep. Nothing changes. During the oh, Witcher. no, there's still. Lo- <laughs> oh, uh, have you watched The Witcher? I have. Yeah, okay. I, I watched it, and I, I, I mean, I really, en- I enjoyed it in that way that I was just sort of like, "What is this? this? Is I can't believe money can do whatever anyone wants, and they're doing this with it. This is insane." <laughs> I had that experience. I, this was a topic on Jordan Jesse Go some years ago, but I, after I finished playing the game Skyrim, The Elder Scrolls. Mm-hmm. Sorry, The Elder Scrolls Skyrim. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, which I loved. It's like my favorite video game I've ever played. Just wandering around and making potions, becoming more powerful, mm-hmm. looking at mammoths. Loved it. Living the dream. It, it was fucking great. Uh, lizard man, whole nine yards. Loved everything about it. And I, w- I finished it, but I, I killed the biggest dragons. And I was like, wow, well, I dedicated that nine months of my life (laughs) to that pointless activity from which I gained nothing. What else can I pour my life into? And uh, what what else can I do when I should be caring for my children? And uh, everybody was like, you know, the best game like that is Witcher 3. And I've never been more confused and angry at a video game in my life. And then the show came on my Netflix or whatever it is. Maybe it's on Amazon. It's Netflix. It's Netflix. I saw it, but I saw the thing and I'm like, wow, they sure made a show out of that. And then I read an article about it. And as they were describing what happens on the show, it seemed like they were describing without animus, but otherwise in every respect, describing exactly my experience of playing the game, which was what is this? <laughs> Why is this happening? Is this Dutch? <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's based on some sort of Dutch novel or I something, think right? Polish? Polish. I think they're Polish novels. And it's like, what? 
Who wants this? I don't know. What are the consequences? How do these pieces fit together? Why is there a whole part where I have to run along the walls of a castle to learn to dance or sword fight or something? That sounds fun. I don't remember. <laughs> I got to get this Witcher Who 3. Who is the like. guy? The, there's a guy. What do these cutscenes mean? <laughs> Ah, uh, but it, that was basically the. I read the whole article about it, and that was basically this person wasn't. It didn't seem to be as angry as I was, although it might have been their professional remove. Mm-hmm. You know, their critics, their critics' distance. That doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> but I, I felt like I was re-experiencing playing that game for four hours or whatever. I gave it a long time before I gave threw my hands up, mm-hmm. uh, but. In article form, but it was about the television show. There's like a jumbled timeline. Oh, that's amazing. What are you big, stars? Are you a big fantasy guy? Do you like fantasy things I do. like that? Yeah, quite a bit. Are you like the kind of guy who would make an album called Spider Man of the Rings? Yes, matter of fact, I am. <laughs> <laughs> what are your favorite fantasy things? Um, I guess this game I play, Cave Evil, would fall into fantasy. You're a necromancer. Is this a video game or a board game? It's a board game. Okay. Um, so Cave Evil. Cave Evil. Okay. It's maybe my favorite thing in the world. Really? <laughs> wow. I love this game. More than music or your parents? I love Cave Evil. Okay. Um, we'll just leave that, that answer at I love Cave Evil. Great. Uh-huh. Um, it's just so over the top. And it's not really my aesthetic at all. It's like all the cards are black and white and all the creatures are really like gruesome. But it's just... It kind of like maybe laps itself in its evilness and right. becomes just like really fun. Maybe my one of my favorite like recent video games, something I would probably put on my list of favorite games of all time is this game Bloodborne. And it is mm-hmm. exactly that. Like it is a – it is a like clove cigarette that hates its dad. It is just like so <laughs> – it is – I, I am not a dark man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this, you know, very grim, you know – uh, movie video game where everyone has a blood disease and you know you have to like and after you kill a if you after you kill an enemy big letters come on the screen that says nightmare slaying <laughs> like is for some reason my favorite thing of all time I like that Super Mario game where you spray the hose to remove the uh, graffiti and <laughs> oh, it says yeah. shine get <laughs> yeah <laughs> There's a similar element to that in Cave Evil. I Does yeah. Cave Evil have lore? Because I know Jordan is Jordan loves his uh, lore. Love a, yeah, love a love a love a lore hunter video on YouTube. That's the fun thing about the From Software games; they don't give you all the lore up front. It's buried within item descriptions. The, I'd say the lore. There's a there's like a lore around the actual game itself. <clears throat> Where like they only made like five hundred copies and whoa people want that. it repressed so badly, but they're just like no, we've made it and we're moving on to new. It was made by a bunch of like like noise and uh, black metal people in Providence and Denver and uh, <laughs> that rules. Of course, in it. Providence and Denver, where else would they be? <laughs> yeah. One of the artists is Matt Brinkman, like an artist I really love, and uh, I don't know. So there's a lot of like. Uh, mystique around the actual object right let alone the game so. kind of like when uh stephen king wrote the richard bachman books and exactly. was like oh i found this in this guy's attic these this is the richard bachman books of uh necromancing board games for sure <laughs> okay 
Um, and you do you have like a do you have like a cave evil crew that you play with? I do. Okay. We, um, what it, kind of hats do you wear? We, I have four colors of those hats. Oh wow. yeah, one, now we're talking. One for each necromancer. I'm always the yellow necromancer. Well, you got sure you got that's the right. I got, hat. I got the yellow. He looks hat. great. On Did you. we find out where you got those pointy hats? I got them at an online bookstore. Okay, now we're talking. That's right. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you have like a weekly cave evil game? No, it takes like six to eight hours to play. <laughs> So it's like a weekend. It's like a long weekend activity. Eight hours? Yeah, it's a long haul. It's a a long haul. (sighs) Gotta play Cave Evil. (laughs) I love it though. Like, what's your favorite spell to cast? Oh, that's a really good question. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I'm a professional interviewer, Dan. I can't remember if it's a spell or an item, but um, it's like override. Override Lord Control. Mm. Fucking hate Lord Control. <laughs> you gotta override it. Um, the only thing I hate more than Lord Control is Gary's Old Town Tavern because they're always pulling <laughs> pranks on the game from Cheers. Oh, yeah. The Insidious one is pretty good. That's a creature, but they have um, uh, an ability to. I believe the Insidious one lets you take over uh, another opponent's creature. It's a game where, like, the, and the game can win itself. So if no one completes a task by a certain time or kills a certain thing by a certain time, everyone loses and the game wins. Wow. And so you could be playing for seven and a half hours and no one feels any satisfaction. <laughs> and it's truly evil. Yeah. <laughs> Cave evil. And it has its own radio station, Cave Evil Radio, where, like, users can, like, send music in. And I love it. It's, it's, it's a very through-composed game. That sounds involved. Oh, you bring cave snacks, and I change the lighting. Oh, I just now, the... are there any good whole thirty cave snacks? Oh yeah, like definitely like dried meats would uh-huh. be a good one, like a jerky. Oh, yeah, 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 or just like prosciutto, just you know, basically raw, really salty. Sure, that's that, those would be my go-to cave snacks. Grapes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Maybe the opposite of Brigitte. Yeah. Do you say they're eyeballs or do you yeah, just say oh, these yeah. are grapes we found in the cave? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cave grapes. Yeah. You Everything know? you just put cave in front of or evil at the end. And oh, immediately. sure. You know what I'd love to, you know what I'd love to eat? No. Pemmican. Mm. It's like pounded. That might be better for our friends over at the Acorn Network. Uh, it's like a pounded acorn meat. No, okay. It's got some berries and, and uh, maybe it's got some protein in there as well. That'd be great for a cave. I used to forage acorns and eat them when I was extremely poor. Really? Oh, How yeah. do you prepare a foraged acorn or I'll, do you just pop them in your mouth? No, you definitely do not just pop them in your mouth. So right. first you do is you walk around your neighborhood in Baltimore and you gather as <laughs> many, okay, I'm taking notes. many acorns as you can. Right. And um, you want to put them – I guess traditionally it was in a canvas sack. But if you don't have a canvas sack, (laughs) put them in a sock. Okay. (laughs) And you put them in a sock and you run them under cold water until like a white creamy liquid comes out. And that's the tannins, like the the bitter enzyme inhibitor within them so that like you don't get a stomach. Like there's tannin in coffee. That's why some people can't drink coffee. Okay. Um, So you leach the tannin out. Oh, first you grind them into a pulp. You grind them into a pulp. And then you've got this like acorn – mush semi-flour okay and i was making acorn milk so i was drinking oh. the acorn milk i guess it's rich in magnesium but maybe absolutely nothing else uh-huh and um they taste real terrible <laughs> but they're free and they had like you know protein and fat content right so you can kind of you can subsist yeah yeah wow. i did this for a couple of months i was very obsessed with acorn i called my ep at the time acorn master <laughs> 
Because you gained mastery over the acorns. I believe you I conquered did. them. But then I got this horrific rash. Was this oh, some kind no. of like horticultural BDSM thing? No, I was just broke. It's okay. kind of, yeah. yeah. And I was like walking to Whole Foods to go like try to cheat the scale on my raw cashews. And I was like, I'm walking by all of these nuts. Right. Like this is insane. Yeah. Like I should just eat these why aren't acorns in cuisine? This doesn't make any sense. Sure. Chip and Dale love them. Yeah. Those guys yeah. seem healthy. That's a good – the Miwok people Spry of Northern even. California ate a lot of them, I think. That's interesting. Yeah. But there are some dishes made with acorns that can be good, but on their own, quite not good at all. And do you ever, you know, pine for that time in your life? Do you ever, like, walk by and see an acorn and think, eh, maybe just one more time? One mass. One, one mass. One last Maybe I pine for that, like, complete wide-eyed idiocy that I used to <laughs> the world in. But not – no, I don't ever be like, you know what? I wish I was just eating garbage grown in toxic, toxic land again. That would be, <laughs> yeah. uh, knowingly. Like, right. I know I'm doing it unknowingly, constantly. Sure. But being like, I'm going to buy – I'm going to eat an acorn growing out of a hole in a parking lot. This sounds like a great life choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so – I th- and I think acorn milk is a good transition into our next topic, which is uh, celebrity booze. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe, Should we take a break? Yeah, let's come take back? a little break and then – Maybe a little nap? Ooh, yeah. yeah. If you're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. San Francisco Sketch Fest right around the corner. We're going to be in yeah. San Francisco at the Punchline. We've got uh, with us Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. We've got uh, Tony Hale from Veep. Uh, we've got Pete Fields, uh, singer-songwriter, and uh, my friend from childhood. Uh, we've got... Uh, uh, bits that we wrote earlier the, earlier today. Skits. Bits. Some of them thought out ahead of time. Others, off the cuff. And there's probably some going to be some topical material we write that morning. You, of right. course, you guys, you guys who have only heard the recorded shows, you don't know about our topical chunk we do. <laughs> right. It's, uh, it's scathing. We break down the issues. Yeah, the news of the day. It's as informative as it is hilarious. We're going to just take out a newspaper and, and, and riff. We're Mort Saul. Yes. Shelly Berman, who did that? Was Mort it Mort Saul? That's okay. Mort Saul. Shelly anyway. Berman did, yeah, more internal kind of thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fun learning about the, the history of comedy. Anyway, we're going to be at SF Sketchfest, so if you're in the Bay Area, no excuses. We'll see you at the punchline, sfsketchfest.com. You can also, of course, uh, see me on Judge John Hodgman. Jordan's going to be doing Talking Simpsons there, so uh, a lot of good stuff happening at SF Sketchfest. 2020. Yes. Is the year of Rolum. It's our all-purpose slogan. It means rolling, steamrolling your enemies. Mm-hmm. It means rolling a J and being chill. Sure. And it means when you're when you find yourself paralyzed, you're not sure whether to do or die. Just roll them bones. Roll the bones. Roll them bones. Maybe it'll come up snake eyes, but yeah. maybe Daddy'll get a new pair of shoes. And let's say you got some flat fruit paste. <laughs> yes. 
Roll them. Roll, roll, roll them up. Yep. Roll them up. Put them in your lunch bag. Yep. And uh, hey, if you're an adult, stick one in the glove box. It'll be great if you need a little snack later. And you know what else? If you're on the road. Can I tell you one more thing? Hmm. Stick in the lunch bag. You might be able to trade it for some shark bites. Oh yeah. And then you lucky. might get the great white. Oof, that's the dream. Oh. Hey. So roll them is our slogan, and there is a T-shirt to commemorate it. Uh, it is only available for one month. This month only, less than a month. Less than a month. We've got like two weeks. Yeah. Only in the month of January can you order this at maxfunstore.com. Uh, this is a very, some, you know, a lot of times these shirts end and people are like, well, you must have more of them, right? Can you send me one? No. No. This is it. We don't have them. I can't, we cannot get you free shirts. I have never gotten a free shirt from doing this show. Nor I. I've never seen one. I own the company. Yeah. This is serious. You got to go and order them. When I they wanted get it to delivered through a third party. When I wanted a table shirt, I had to go order a table shirt. Yeah. I did get a table shirt. Great. Yeah. These are great shirts. You can get them at maxfunstore.com. Uh, we got some other Jordan Jessigo shirts up there that you can get, but if you want the special 2020 Rollum shirt, that is this month only, so don't sleep on it. Just it's get an, the shirt. You know you want the shirt. It's an awesome graphic of a sweet-ass fucking steamroller. It says Jordan Jessigo. And you know what? Fucking just wear this one time mm-hmm. into a den of your enemies. They're going to flip the They're going to scatter like rats. Oh, those like cowards. The pathetic rats. Those they, cowards. The pathetic rats they are. Yeah. Back into your dens. God. I, you, you know what? vermin. Can I say this? Yes. Uh, I, I hope for your sake mm-hmm. that your enemies – are blueberries, strawberries, mm-hmm. grapes, mm-hmm. and their juices. Because then, once you roll them, you can roll them up. That's stick right. that in your bag. Maybe you can trade that trade for, shark, for bites. shark bites or gushers, which are a step down in my opinion, but a pretty good fruit snack. Yeah, I mean, we're look. We're talking about candies that are allowed at schools with no candy in the lunchbox rules. Mm-hmm. fruit juice. Yeah. (laughs) By volume. By volume. 10% fruit juice. Should we get those, you know how uh, those beer nerds are always talking about ABV? Uh, I guess I do. Oh, alcohol by volume. Yeah, sure. Uh, We should start getting, uh, we should become. uh, FBV. FBV. Fruit by volume. Fruit by volume. Yeah. Ooh. (laughs) Have you tried the newest leathers? (laughs) Yeah, very hoppy. 10%, 10% fruit by volume. Very hoppy. Yeah. uh, So. Yeah, if you're in the uh, Bay Area, anywhere around there, uh, Wednesday night, the 15th at the Punchline, sfsketchfest.com. Come on out. It's going to be a great show. And anywhere you can get on an internet, maxfunstore.com, and get the 2020 Rollum t-shirt. Yeah. Hashtag Rollum. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm Dan Deacon. Danny D. I don't have any, like, thought of, I, I, I should have thought of something. I call, no. you, I call you double D inside my head. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, Walton Goggins has a vodka. Mm-hmm. Um, Walton Goggins, of course, uh, the breakout star of Justified, mm-hmm. uh, star of The Unicorn on CBS with our friend uh, Rob Corddry and the great Michaela Watkins. Uh, 
He's wonderful on uh, what's the Danny McBride show called? Oh, uh, Righteous Gemstones. Righteous Gemstones. Yeah. Oh, he's great on that. He's of course the one of the voices between the behind uh, the greatest song in television history, Misbehaving. Um, you can really do anything with a name like that. Yeah, it's a spectacular name. Uh, he's he's a great guy who you always like to that you, you know you always like it when they show up in something, even if they're not the star. If they pop up in a in a supporting role, you're like, ah, I'm in good hands. Mm-hmm. Even if, if this thing isn't great, this is gonna be great. And of course, the man loves his spirits, and the man loves his spirits. So, uh, uh, Dan, for your for your benefit, we you know we occasionally on this show, not not that much recently, but in the past, we've been. Uh, we like to explore the world of celebrity vanity boozes. Mm. Your uh, Danny DeVito's Limoncello, uh, it's kind of the kind of the you know, it's a the, the seed from which this sprang. Taste of life from the famous fellow. Okay. Um, of course, Dan Aykroyd's Crystal Head vodka. Of course, yeah, of course, yeah, that one t- maybe the maybe. most classic. Yes, yeah, and then you know, and then everything in between. And I think um, you know, I was delighted because we've been talking about Walton Goggins on the show. And then uh, I noticed uh, in her liquor store that Walton Goggins had a vodka, which led me to um, write the hit song, uh, Walton Goggins has a vodka, Walton Goggins has a vodka, Walton Goggins has a vodka, Goggins has a vodka, Walton Goggins. So, yeah. I didn't know that was you. Uh, that was me. Yeah. You know, actually, didn't uh, Chuck Lorre actually write the Ninja Turtles theme song? I think that's true. No. I think so. Brian, if you could confirm that, I think Why Chuck Lorre Why did he before... do other things? Why didn't he just retire? I know, right? You already, you know, and I think everything Chuck Lorre's been done since then has been a letdown. Yeah. Agreed. He's never reached the heights. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We, yeah. we, you just said you didn't even know he wrote that song, meaning he, he could have written every other theme song in the universe, creating this massive uh, library of work, and we're all saying, nah, everything else he's done sucked. <laughs> that's true, yeah. We were, yeah. We were being a little gentle. We also I mean, don't even know if he wrote the song we're talking about. That's I've, true. I yeah, think I did. only... He did. He okay, did write thank it. you. Yeah, thank and you. they talked right. about it on Kimmy Schmidt, and he was very flattered about it. Oh. I feel like the only thing he could have written that would have not been a letdown after writing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles song is the Danny DeVito's Limoncello song, but we happen to know that was written and performed by the father of one of our listeners. That's true. This could be um, a good contest is what else, without Googling it, what else do you think they wrote? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Who do you think is the greatest American songwriter of the 20th century? Of theme songs or just in general? Overall, all categories, but wait, uh, let me give you the choices. Okay. Number one, Chuck Lorre. Mm-hmm. Number two, Alan Thicke. Who's the greatest mm. songwriter of the 20th century? Greatest American songwriter, European okay. songwriter. And then we're talking so about we're not America. include like a I'm doing a know, writing. Dolly Parton. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. See, Dolly Parton. It's got to be Dolly Parton. No, I'm thinking it's either Alan Thicke <laughs> who wrote Good Times. Right. And the Growing Pains theme. And the Growing Pains theme. Or We're not putting... Not to mention that uh, Sweaty and Hot, the amazing right. uh, aerobics theme song. Didn't he write the Jeopardy theme, too? Oh, Je- I don't know. I don't know if he wrote the Jeopardy Who theme. Who wrote the Jeopardy theme? I think our friend Ken Jennings wrote that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think past Jordan Jesse go guess so good. I was Ken really Jennings. embarrassed at Max FunCon. I was like, how do I know you? Like, we must have met here before. And he was like, nope, we've never met. <laughs> and I was like, you look so familiar. And he was like, I don't know. Let's just eat some food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like an hour later, I was like, God. 
Ah, world's smartest man. I, Fuck. I was the guy who does the thing at the thing you're not supposed to do the thing at. You're, you're, you've, you, it's okay that you did the thing. Thank you. Know. you. Great polka dot socks, too, by the way. Thank you for taking what, me out of that uh, story with the socks. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, Merv Griffin wrote the uh, Jeopardy Griffin theme song. I'm pretty sure that's a uh, pen name for a pen, it. Yes. <laughs> Ken Jennings writes all his songs under the name Merv Griffin. <laughs> when Ken it Jennings, is very confusing. When Ken Jennings was trying to decide what to name his production company, Ken Jennings Productions was taken. So he's just like, well, I guess Merv Griffin Enterprises it is. <laughs> so... We've been talking about great songwriters. Mm-hmm. I, of course, am now in the pantheon for writing the great song Walton Goggins has a vodka to yeah. the tune of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But we decided to to throw it open to the listeners. Mm-hmm. We know we have to have some musical listeners out there to see if they could top my song. I don't think it'll happen, but we do want to at least give people a chance to try. It's very generous. Thank you. Um, we're great men. Yeah. Um, but you know, and you obviously we now. I mean, not, neither. I mean, I I write from instinct, mm-hmm. from the gut. Sure, you know, from the loins. That's where my creativity comes from. Would you say you have to nap to write? Oh yeah, maybe I'd a do. couple of times. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Give me an hour, I can nap again. <laughs> what, who cares? Uh, maybe perverting the most wholesome thing one can do. Right <laughs> to a nasty jack fest. <laughs> Who cares? It's Jordan Jesse. <laughs> sure. Just say stuff. <laughs> Whatever. It's talking. Jordan Jesse Go, colon. It's talking. <laughs> hear talking now. <laughs> Push play and hear the talking. Uh so so you know, I'm not a trained musician, but you you know, you're a professional. You write some of our favorite music. We just we wanted to just kind of give you a chance to weigh in as a guy who kind of like knows his shit. I love to judge my peers. Yes, yeah. And I'm sure everyone everyone here who turned into the song is your peer. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. I'm sure they're as good as you. Brian, do you want to start by playing Conlon Nonkaro's contribution? <laughs> <laughs> One of the creators uh, of machine music. Uh yeah, Brian, do you want to play the first do you have anything do you now do you have the names of these people on hand? Yeah, I have their names. Okay. Uh, yeah. Do you want to? So do you want to like just kind of intro the song, or uh, and then and then give it a play? Sure. So this is from uh, Chris No, and uh, it is uh, to the Gummy Bears theme song. Okay. Mm. His first name is Walton. His last name is Goggins. He has a spirit so smooth and so clear. It's triple filtered and subtly flavored. Made by an actor who we all revere. Walton Goggins has a new celebrity vodka. If you don't drink it, he will break your jaw. Walton Goggins vodka. From his home distillery, <laughs> 12 second verse. APV for non alcoholics, try Goggenberry juice. Drink it at his movies or during his series. Try a mixer of choice from Squirt to Mountain Dew. Walton Goggins has a new celebrity vodka. If you don't drink it, he will break your jaw. Walton Goggins vodka. Walton Goggins vodka. Wow. wow! I didn't. I don't. I. Holy I don't shit. think I can judge this contest. It's, yeah, this is, that was. Are they all gonna fucking slap that hard? <laughs> Jesus. That was extraordinary. <laughs> yeah, acapella my, too. My windows are still rattling. Yeah. yeah. How do we do this? Are we gonna critique each one as they go? Or are we just gonna make that like? Yeah, um, I think we can just engage with yeah, each one. Sure. I, and some, then at the end, we can kind of talk about what we've heard. Some things I liked about that one. Yeah. 
I I thought he he really went for it on the high notes. Yeah, ex- uh, you know, really good pitch control. Yeah, I think really. the uh, I think that the Gummy Bears theme song mm-hmm. uh, from the television show The Gummy Bears is a bold and distinctive choice. Right, uh, also one of the best songs. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's definitely. I mean, in in my opinion, you know, kind of one of the dark horses of the Disney afternoon. Not on Disney Plus. Really? Yeah, that's the oh, first thing I did when I got my dad's Disney Plus password. <laughs> Which I guess maybe Gummy Bears isn't Disney. Maybe they licensed it. Oh, could be. Yeah, it could be. Could expired, be to another company. I don't know. They also did like I think that's part of the Marvel Cinematic. I think it's part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is now owned by Disney, isn't it? Oh, sure. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember the the Gummy Bears Silver Surfer crossover where they fight Galactus. That was a good one. (laughs) Jack Kirby's Gummy Bears arc was some of the wildest (laughs) Very trippy. And, you know, the psychedelia of the 60s -hmm. was creeping in there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, what I liked, I mean, I love the line, uh, drink it or he'll break your jaw. Because it kind of, you know, is a nod to Goggins' famous intensity. Mm-hmm. Um, he I felt like it had the ring of veracity. You know, it, it it held a quality where you're like, that honors who Goggins is. Right. You know? I loved it. I didn't need the second verse. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Like, sure. More is, less is more. It's I felt like the more. first verse was stronger than the second the verse The first verse well. was extremely strong, but I did love the... I wrote this amazing second verse. I don't care if it really fits the right. the yeah. syllable content of the original. I'm going for it. Yeah. I, I, the the long held Goggins in the chorus also left me questioning, but I don't know how I would have phrased it. So it's a really good one for us to judge the others against, I think. Yeah, yeah. a very strong start. Uh, Brian, do you have the next one? I'm sorry. Can we hear the reference original? <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Can we just no, listen we to do the not have the rights to that song. <laughs> I think we probably will get sued. Even yeah. <laughs> we don't have the rights to the melodies that these people are singing on our show right now. Yeah, this whole segment is legally dodgy. Please don't tell your manager about any of this. <laughs> I actually, In case uh, he represents Merv Griffin Enterprises. I am once again self-managed. In oh. Oh. To all of these other uh, contestants, if you're self-managed as well, uh, good for you. You can yeah. do it. DIY. You'll be eating acorns soon enough. <laughs> I mean, I do have like an agent and a publicist. <laughs> oh, and a whole yeah, yeah. team, but we're still a manager. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Brian, okay. what's, uh, what do we got next? Uh, this next one is by Jason Spitz. Um, and Oh, and- I was going to say maybe would it be fun to not hear the reference song and oh, yeah, see yeah. if we can pick up on it. Totally. I think you'll get this one uh, pretty quick. Walton Goggins Vodka. Walton Goggins Vodka. Walden Goggins Vodka. Mm-hmm. Walden Goggins Vodka. It is a vodka drink that you should drink because it is made by Walden Goggins himself. Walden Goggins Vodka. <laughs> yep. Walden Goggins Vodka. Second verse again. And so forth. That's uh, <laughs> so the underworld theme from yeah. Super Mario Brothers, in yeah. case that was too terrible for you to understand. Okay, thanks. Bye. There's a part in Super Mario, for our listeners, uh, mm-hmm. there's a part in mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers where Super Mario, the the titular right. character. Uh, he's the elder of the brothers, I think. That, I don't, I don't know about that. I think is, they're the same or is age. Luigi older? They're I, the same age? They're ageless, if you ask me. Are they sure just spiritually timeless. brothers? Uh, no, I think they're actually brothers. I think they're twins. Oh. If I'm remembering. Profoundly non-identical <laughs> twins. <laughs> right. They're not. They look out of the, I mean, Luigi's taller. I mean, they've got very different body types. They look yeah. exactly the same in the first one. Okay, yeah, yeah that's, that's true. true. Yeah, they, they yeah, they've just... exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, anyway, in the game Super Mario Brothers, he goes underground right. to a world of redder blocks. Mm-hmm. Greener, they're green. Greener, yeah. greener blocks. And then they play that song. 
Um, yeah. Walton Goggins Vodka. <laughs> Walton Goggins Vodka. I'm glad to finally know the lyrics. I haven't yeah. heard the instrumental. <laughs> right, yeah. Now. It's like the Star Trek theme. It's like, oh, there's lyrics to this. And you don't, you know, it's like a fun discovery. That one lacked the artistry of the Gummy Bears yeah, uh, contribution. I mean, it was significantly worse in every way. <laughs> <laughs> he knew how to get out of it, though. Yeah. How did it end? <laughs> and so forth. And so forth. <laughs> <laughs> I would just love a commercial to end that way. Be like, right, yeah, you can get the right. Yeah. You know, I did only, you forced me to watch five seconds of this ad, and I did get the gist of it. Thank yeah. you. Uh, yeah, so a fun entry. Um, but he doesn't make the vodka. Walton Goggins? No. I think, and, yeah, and, I think he the, just puts his name on it. I don't know if he, is this coming out of like his basement or something? He pisses in the vat. <laughs> all right, all right. That, right. <laughs> that's called making the vat, so I guess <laughs> right. So, yeah, Brian, uh, what, what do we got next? Uh, okay, so this is from Pat McDonald. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, Brian, and guest, uh, happy holidays. This is Pat uh, from Vancouver, USA, uh, calling with uh, my Walton Goggins theme song. Um, it's loosely based on the He-Man and the Master of the Universe's mm-hmm. um, theme song. So here goes nothing. I, I'll... I'll Move the phone away here so I don't blow out your ears. Uh, all right. Walton and the Masters of the Universe! I am Walton, defender of the Goggins and castle villain in the Tomb Raider movie, which bombed. I, uh... What? No, I... I'm calling the podcast. The... Okay, my wife just heard me. Uh, I love you guys. Happy holidays. Bye. Yeah, I think... Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, that guy was doing his best. He he was. There was some... I liked... There was an enthusiasm that I liked. Yeah, he didn't... Look, I don't run marathons because I know I can't do it. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Thanks, thanks for submitting. <laughs> Thank you for your interest. We'll call you if our needs change. We're not accepting. Uh, we're not accept- accepting manuscripts at this time. Right. I will use this opportunity to talk about my He-Man conspiracy theory. Oof! Please, let's hear it. Which is that He-Man right. lives in a castle called Castle Grayskull, which is a gigantic skull, Mm -hmm. and his villain wants to claim that land, and that villain is Skeletor. He's a giant skeleton man of a skeleton people. I think He-Man's parents, Prince Adam's parents, were imperialist colonialists who came over and took Skeletor's rightful land, and Skeletor is just trying to get it back. He-Man, the villain. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this question, Dan. Please do. I thought about this as much as I've just talked about it. <laughs> How come Moss Man smells so good? I don't know. Yeah. Tell you, ever you guys ever sniff a Moss Man? <laughs> sure. How does how does fucking smelled amazing? How does Mecha Neck enter into all this? Who's uh, he loyal to? His neck was long and robotic, so he could look over walls. <laughs> Yeah, wow. It's like we've been watching that cartoon wrong this whole time. I think so. Similar to Batman, how Batman's like a libertarian billionaire who could just like fix all of right. the problem just by like paying the employees in the Gotham City well, but instead he he's chooses like, no, I'll just create the... an environment of crime so I can break people's backs. Can I ask Man. you a question? Yeah. I don't know if Mecha Neck 
from Masters of the Universe had a real origin story. You think it's possible? He, he went to this, you know, He-Man cybernetics doctor, mm-hmm. and he's like, I want to be a cyborg. Right. And the guy's like, yeah, I can, I can cyborg any part of you you want. And Mechanek is like, Mech. <laughs> <laughs> like, sure you don't want your... Sure you don't want a, a robotic crank? <laughs> I can make no, your crank definitely no, the neck. Definitely, definitely the, the neck. neck. <laughs> Arms might be helpful. I could see how that would be helpful for fighting. Yeah. Nope. Just a, he was just a neck man. <laughs> what about man I, I hate it. He's like, don't, oh, you, yeah. don't you fucking hate it when you're behind a wall and you can't look over the goddamn thing? Right. He's like, can I give you a robotic arms and a ladder? Yeah. I can only afford one, so I'm going <laughs> with the neck. <laughs> if knows only what he Prince wants. Adam paid me better. Right. Yeah. Thank you. But oh. what did Manny faces do? Like, why did he need three faces? It's oh, not ever like emotion. Oh, if only I had more faces in this situation. <laughs> You've never been in a situation where you're mad about something and all you have is is a That's smiley face. Yeah, I guess you're right. Helpful. Yeah. Uh, Brian, I usually just use my long neck to get out of that situation. <laughs> <laughs> he can't see his face because it's so up high. I just want to How apologize for the harsh burn I did on that last submission. It's okay. I appreciate you sending it in, and um, but you should thank your wife for letting it end. Yeah. Uh, Brian, what else we got? Okay, so here's one from, uh, I think the only name they left was Nathor's One. So mm. here's a... Mystique yeah. already. Walton Goggins has vodka. Walton Goggins has vodka. Walton Goggins has vodka. Walton Goggins has vodka. Sauce. Goggins Okay. It fit the the lyrics fit the melody well, but I don't know if yeah. the execution or the arrangement were really the choices to make. Yeah, I would have done a second take of that. I think they could have nailed a second take. Do you think that was a group of people, or do you think that was one Nathor's? Multi-tracking. Uh, no, I think it was a. I think it was a pair. I think it was a pair too, or maybe yeah. it was a Manny Faces type situation. Oh, right, someone spinning their face around to reveal a different face. Do you think Manny Faces are allowed to enter barbershop quartet competition competitions? I would. I would defend their right to do so. <laughs> I guess it, he had three faces. Is that correct? Yes. So it would be Manny Faces plus probably probably a bass. I think so. Uh, you know, it's hard to find a good bass singer. I mean, Although- I. Oh, sorry. I, I think they. Uh, I think the insistence on adding the A mm-hmm. was messing them up I, because uh, you know Walton Goggins has vodka is pretty natural, but I think they were trying to to cram to cram the A in there. Can we just go back to the gummy bears ones? The gummy bears yeah. one was really good. Was very good. no, no, Probably it was good. But I, on so that far. same note. The like I can't remember the chorus, but the the Goggins was split up oddly in a similar way. Right. Um, still, still, I'm leaning towards that one. But this one, def- I thought it fit the syllable content to note content pretty well. I mean, they, yeah, I mean, they brought up the music, which is great. Nice to hear some instrumentation, by the way, because uh, yeah. I mean, I'm a you know, I'm a sucker for p- production. Love that. I love that wall of sound. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, mean, I, I think know. that's what this was. This was kind of you know um, a tribute to that. Yeah. Um, you have everything about the wall of sound. Sure, including the <laughs> man who pioneered it. Insane. I have no problems with the him. The insane bewigged murderer. Right. Yeah. Love it. Um, 
so yeah, I so yeah, I liked that. You know, the the, the beatboxing was a nice touch and uh, added a little uh, a little funky flavor that I appreciated. Mm. I do love urban flavor. Sure, it's a nice uh, spice to cook with. And uh, can I tell you this? Hmm. Nothing hotter in urban communities right now than beatboxing. Yeah. Right. I thought you were going to say Indiana Jones. Oh. <laughs> right. Both of them. They love adventurous in the in the inner city these days. Mm-hmm. They love adventurous uh, scientists. Mm-hmm. And they love beatboxing. Is right. he a scientist? Beatboxing, uh, bigger than ever. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's, he's a professor. An archaeologist, uh, yeah, I, I guess. guess so. an arche- is an archaeologist. Is a scientist, it's one of the I soft think. sciences. Sure. Don't you think they just give him that role so they can just be like, could you please go steal this for us again? Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's like an honorary professorship. He's like, well, I'm a visiting lecturer. He's like, so. well, you called Maya Angelou Dr. Maya sure. Angelou. You can call me Dr. Indiana Hey, Indiana. Jones. Publisher Parish, right? <laughs> When's the last time you published anything? Um, All your publications are about whipping. Right. Do you think there's like a fan fiction selection of Dr. Indiana Jones's like academic works? <laughs> that would be, that would be a lot of fun to see. Um, yeah, so like some right, someone just like what's his syllabus like? It'd be a lot of fun to see the cover of that book. I don't know if I'd uh, be like, you know what? I'm going to sit down and finally read Dr. Indiana Jones's <laughs> right fictional, you know, uh, yeah, fictional uh, dissertations. You might enjoy it uh, for a dissertation. It's unusually horny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you made direct eye contact with me for that yeah. joke. <laughs> it's like let me let me adjust the mic so I can make sure I'm staying directly into Dan's soul for this one. Uh, Brian, do we have a do we have a final entrant? Um, we got two more, two more, Ooh. two more here. So uh, this is from Scott. Okay. Hey JJ Go, I'm uh, this is Scott from Cape Cod, and I'm calling in with uh, a theme song for the Walton Goggins vodka. Um, I'm pretty high, so I don't remember all of it, but well, there's a way you could find it. I got the gist of it, and I think it should be Walton Goggins has a vodka. Walton Goggins, you know, his vodka's pretty good. Goggins, the fresh maker. Mm, I don't know. I kind of felt like that conclusion was a hat on a hat. Yeah, I yeah. thought so too. Um, Strong start, though. Yeah, it's scanned well. Um, that, yeah. It truly is an iconic tune. Sure. I mean, we all remember the Would, Mentos song. Wouldn't you love to see uh, Walton Goggins and then another identical <laughs> Walton Goggins pick up a small European car and <laughs> right. move it Carry out of the it way? to another parking space? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that'd be a lot of fun. But but again, when he said the fresh maker, I was like, yeah, well, I already knew it was. I mean, yeah, but that doesn't have anything to do with Walton Goggins vodka. or vodka. Vodka. That's no one's true. ever like, oh, if only we could freshen this with some vodka. Like, Ooh, I love your vodka breath, <laughs> Dad. <laughs> I didn't realize you were wearing banana socks this yeah, whole time. Yeah, I have banana socks. Um, I um, I too own those same banana socks. Do you? Yeah. Where'd you get them? I got them at that online bookstore. Oh, nice. I uh, I received them as a gift. Mm. Uh, these the I know where they got them. Oh, cool. Um, I, um, yeah, that's kind of like the gift people get for me now is like fun socks, and I'm glad to receive them every time. It's a great gift. Yeah. I get like stuff with cats on it, fun socks, uh, and sometimes fun socks with cats on them. And you know what? Keep them coming, gift givers. This is good to know. I'm here to receive those anyway. I'll remember next time yeah. I see you. I have a birthday coming up in May. Oh, let's get back to this harsh critique. I, I think my <laughs> yeah. favorite part about this one was uh, the intro of like, this one's by Scott. 
Like, as if it's a Scott we all know. And oh, like, Scott! Like, we love him! <laughs> I have to say this about the songs we've gotten so far. Yeah. I appreciate everyone's in- industrious spirit. Right. Of course, yeah. I expected a few more people to put in some work with Fruity Loops. Yeah. I expected a couple more people to midi it up a little That's bit. That's FL Studio now. Hello. Uh, thank mm. you. I know that there are some people <laughs> out there who have home recording setups with little Korg Tritons or whatever. It's a big keyboard, a Korg yeah, yeah. Triton. But I, uh, my point is, my, my point is, I know there's some there's some pretty talented bedroom musicians in our audience as well as some talented real musicians right what about the band american football the pioneering emo band they listen to this show sometimes i think <laughs> do they yeah if i remember correctly oh, that was cool i'm pretty that's one of the only things i know about that band <laughs> they listen to the show <laughs> exactly yeah. uh it's the tagline on their twitter mm-hmm. so my question ultimately is where are those people right where are the people who are multi-tracking this thing well we had one submission but if i was a consensus i would think it was to reference the what i'm trying to top which is an acapella recording mm-hmm. unless you have like a deep arranged version that i'm unfamiliar with uh no i mean I, yeah i mean i think you're 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 correct i think people heard me um, yeah. And you know, like, oh, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do that because that's what the assignment is. I'm like, no, that's just how I work. I work in a very like stripped down, raw. You're like the Rick Rubin. Yes, thank you. Yes, yeah. I mean, what Rick Rubin did with Johnny Cash, I do with myself. Yeah. Well, well with Walton Goggins vodka. With Walton Goggins vodka. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Brian, do we have one more entrant? Yes, we got one more, and I think uh, this is gonna fall into that that category of uh, uh, multi-track here. Spoiler alert. Mm. Yeah, this is uh, from Mackenzie Broadhurst. Okay. Walton Goggins. Jesse, you have something to say about the intro. I just want to say thanks, Mackenzie. Yeah, way to go. Mackenzie gets it. <laughs> Mackenzie knows what I like. Right. Unless I'm not included, included in the ruse, we didn't listen to these ahead of time. No. So, I mean, you really built this up as if you knew exactly what we were about to listen <laughs> no! to. But, uh... Yeah, Brian, you want to start that from the beginning? Uh, can you, can you introduce it exactly the yeah. same as well? Uh, yeah, so this is from Mackenzie Broadhurst. Walton Goggins <laughs> Better than water or beer Walton Goggins Vodka! Fill you with the Goggins cheer Walton Goggins Vodka! Let me whisper in your ear Walton Goggins Best drink you'll have all year Yeah! Give me the Goggins! (laughs) Give me the Goggins, baby! I mean... Give me the Goggins! I mean... Best drink you'll have all year. Very good. Well crafted, right? A classic, iconic <laughs> hit that sure. sounds as fresh today right. as the yeah. day it was released. Timeless the top band, the Virginity Taking Fathers. Yeah, <laughs> we all love those guys. <laughs> those classy dudes. Mm-hmm. What who a name. named their band that? <laughs> uh, wow. I yeah. mean, uh, scanned, scanned, great. Oh yeah, best. I love the line "best drink you'll have all year." <laughs> yes. Thinking yeah. of like vodka as a drink is kind of funny to me. I think the highlight for me was um, imagining someone whispering in my ear, "Walter Goggins." Yeah, 
It's really good. Goggins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Better than a wine or a beer. Fewer calories, too. Yeah. Which is important these days. We it all got really to watch our waistlines. Yeah, I mean, just, I don't want to exceptional. Yeah, really good work. I mean, I, uh, Daniel, of course, you're the you're the kind of final word here. Um, I'm going with the guy who got interrupted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's go with him. He wins. <laughs> Congratulations, guy who got interrupted. Against all odds, he still submitted. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> he chose to turn that one in. He's like, well, send. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll work. If only I could do this again. <laughs> Um, I mean, there's no contest here. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's. I mean, we really, you really, Brian, you, 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 you saved the, you saved the best for last. It was so strong, so good. I mean, thank you to everyone who entered. Of course, yeah. Um, but yeah, but that was, uh, that was some, some amazing work. I was, I would really like to hear your theme over like a MIDI file of the Ninja Turtles theme. Oh yeah, it'd uh, be nice to because comp- it's kind of hard to. Comp- I mean, that last one we heard. It was very good. Maybe surpasses the original, I have to say. That's right. Yes, if anything could surpass the original Zoot Suit Riot. That's right. <laughs> um, a song we all hold very dear. Um, by, yeah, the, by, of course, the Virginity Taking Fathers. The Virginity Taking Fathers. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to hear at least, or at least, you know, if not, if not hearing me sing over the whole thing, just hearing me sing, and but before it having that... <laughs> you know, before the theme song that goes, yeah. yeah. You don't need to get into all the origin stories of the vodka no. or Walter. Yeah, I could probably like do the whole. You know, you know, Walton Goggins is cool but rude. I don't know. I, See, yeah, I need some time. The more, yeah, I think short and sweet's the key to a jingle. Yeah, there was one. We're gonna, all right, we're going to crown the last one. The, 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 yeah. Yes. So that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. We'll send the prize money directly to you. Right. No. Um, but the one that was like the protector of the Goggins. Mm-hmm. I really like – I've never thought of multiple Goggins before, like right. a clan of Goggins and like <laughs> House Goggins. Like there must kind be a, of the Goggins community. Yeah. There right. must be like a Goggins crest and – Right. A Fort Fort Goggins where they all yeah, yeah. walled up during like, a siege. Like a Witcher Goggins crossover is oh. like what really came to mind. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like repping for all Goggins is, mm-hmm. is how I imagined yeah. it. I imagined it like – Almost like you know you gotta you gotta rep your your block your hood your city yeah and another way to look at it is bar ram you right sure okay. you know mm-hmm. to your b- yeah. breed your 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 goggins be true you're sure <laughs> <laughs> yes we're all we all yes the goggins is our genus yeah uh, hey Brian before we before we uh, before we call it call it an end call it a call it a goodbye to this segment. Can we hear it one more time? Can we hear it, do, do it one more time? The one where he gets interrupted, please. The one where he gets interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> we all love that one. <laughs> it was very good. Walton Goggins. Vodka. Better than water or beer. Yeah. Walton Goggins. Vodka. Fill you with the Goggins cheer. Walton Goggins. Vodka. Let me whisper in your ear. Walton Goggins. Vodka. Best drink you'll have all year. Yeah. Give me the goggins. Give that man the goggins. Give him the goggins. You've got a winner. Uh, okay. I just want to say, yeah, uh, to point out that everyone else that probably heard, uh, I thought his name was Walter until this point right here. <laughs> some, some, uh, some do. So I'm going to remove myself from judging no, this contest. You're... <laughs> 
<laughs> Dan, this is all, all for naught. Is it too late to put that uh, song on your new album? <laughs> Unfortunately so. Yeah. Okay, well. But not my next one. There's Whoa. always next time. There's always like next time. Listeners, don't buy Dan's new album. <laughs> Wait, Wait for, for the, the next, next one. Where <laughs> I steal that song. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> Hey gang, Jesse here, the founder of Maximum Fun, and with me is Stacy Molsky, who is, among other things, the lady who responds to all of your tweets. Hi everyone, I also send you newsletters. Uh, so anyway, something really awesome. You, Max Fun listeners, have given us the chance to do something really cool on behalf of our entire community, and we wanted to tell you about it. Last summer, following the Max Fun drive, we put all of the enamel pins on sale to $10 and up members, with proceeds going to the National Casa GAL Association for Children. Your generous support and enthusiasm raised over $100,000. Our bookkeeper, Steph, would be quick to tell me the exact total is $109,025, to be exact. Your money will go toward pairing kids who've experienced abuse or neglect with court-appointed advocates or guardian ad litem volunteers. In other words, kids in tough spots will have somebody in their corner. Knowledgeable grown-ups who are on their team through court dates and life upheavals and confusing situations, whatever. The money we raise together is going to help a lot of kids. Whether you bought pins or not, you can help us build on that $109,000 foundation. Make a donation to support National Casa GAL and help some of our nation's most vulnerable children at MaximumFun.org slash C-A-S-A. That's MaximumFun.org slash CASA. And seriously, thank you. Our community rules. Hey, Nike. What we doing, girl? We are inviting the awesome listeners of Maximum Fun to join us at Minority Corner. Ooh, fun. But you know how we go on Tangent City. We're the joint mayors. We're not going to do that, okay? Soup's focus. Okay, so Minority Corner is where you can all come and get your pop culture taste. Plus, social commentary, news, and TV movie reactions like Avengers Endgame. No spoilers here. Ooh, snap. Sometimes we dig into the vaults and we review and recap those movies you missed. Gonna you, Halle Berry's kidnapped. I love how she always gives 1000 like Beyonce. Did you see Homecoming on Netflix? She was burning it down like the Mother of Dragons. Have you seen the latest Game of Thrones? So good. Only thing missing? More, More black, black people. people. What do you think about Mayor Pete? Wait a minute, James! We went on a tangent. Yes. Ah, well. Join us every Friday for more tangents. On Maximum Fun. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm still just Dan Deacon. Dan Deacon, tell us about this new record that's right around the corner. Well, we really just dove right into that. Time to plug. <laughs> Go, plug. <laughs> Judge a contest. Now plug. <laughs> Talk about masturbating while you're napping. Go. There's a fun show to do. Uh, Start talking. Uh, it's my first record and I think five years. Wow. I've been focusing mostly on like film scores and DJing your conference. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you've, you've mostly been focusing on whipping people into such an insane frenzy that the floorboards creak with dancing when you drop the needle on under the sea. That's right. 
Yeah. Uh, maybe the highlight of my year playing it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What a joy it is to have you there. Thank you. I love to be, I love to be there. Uh, but, yeah, it's my first record in a while. And um, I don't know. I had a really hard time making it, like, uh, emotionally and mentally. Really? And just so much doubt. I was really, like, uh, trapped in, like, is this good enough? Am I making the right choices? And was very, very self-critical. And uh, I think a lot of people get that way with their work. And, sure. Um, I was doing all these collaborations. Like, like with film scores, maybe the largest collaboration I have is a solo artist where, like, someone else comes in and even though they're not writing the music, they're very much involved in, like, how it's going to sound, the tone, the whole universe it sits in. And I kind of fell in love with that. So when I, But I also, like, longed to be able to, to do whatever I wanted. And then when I had those options, I'd go and be like, well, what if I don't know? What if what I like yeah. is bad? And it sucked. It was, like, very, very depressing and took a long time for me to, like, come around. And But I think that was an important growth process for me. And the record, you know, I wanted to put that into it. So I developed what it – you know, the first time someone said, like, well, maybe you don't have such, like, self-critical thoughts. I was like, I'm sorry. what Those words didn't make any sense to me. I don't, I don't know what you just said. It was like the equivalent when someone said, like, engage your core. I was like, but that doesn't no, – no one can do that. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, Dan, I've uh, I've definitely uh, seen you live, not just at Max FunCon, but um, out at shows. I've listened to your uh, uh, a lot of your music on recording, and it's it's just the fucking greatest. Your live shows are Thank so you. much fun. Uh, I love your records, uh, and uh, yeah, and I'm sure this one uh, this one will be great as well. Yeah, Thank I think you. you will find a relatively small number of musical artists. At the center of the Venn diagram that is Jordan and Jesse <laughs> that that receive like pure unqualified recommendations mm-hmm. from both of us. Um, and Dan Deacon is right at the heart of that. Absolutely. Like, I, well, Jordan and I, 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 we both genuinely love listening to your music, uh, genuinely admire it and um, – and also the live performance experience is, is, is a truly extraordinary thing. I'm just glad to share that space with the Cherry Poppin' Daddies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So are you opening for them or are they opening for you or do you do it's like a co headline other We night? go back and yeah, forth. We sure. do a couple songs together. Who does Mambo yeah. Number 5? Uh, we both just take a moment of silence and just imagine it. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> so you do four and they do six. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just let the space between imply mm-hmm. five. Yeah. Well, we have a moment of silence for Jessica who died this year, <laughs> passed away. <laughs> Jessica, we give you a little bit of silence. <laughs> a little bit of silence for Jessica who tragically passed away. But here's to Monica. She's here. Here's to Monica. Still she's doing, hot as ever. Doing great. Monica's yeah. keeping it tight. <laughs> yeah. Tight for Bega. A little bit more Monica in Vegas life now. Sure. Since Jessica died. Since Jessica died, yes. That's true. R.I.P. Jessica. Yeah. The fake person. (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe there's some other, like, you know, I am the Jessica from Mama number five. (gasps) Wow. In the lyrics that maybe Lou Bega wrote to a previously instrumental song, is that what Mambo Number no. Five is? I think it's something like that. Yeah, or it's a you know, it's a it's an old ancient dance relic remix yeah. of yeah, it was a Gregorian chant. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a sword in the stone situation. If you could put lyrics to that song, you became like right. the, <laughs> the king of England. The king of England, <laughs> yes. exactly. I've heard that. <laughs> That's why he hasn't had much work. All of the right. you know, process of keeping Lou up Bega the court. Lou Vega Pendragon. Yes, yeah. exactly. 
<laughs> okay, Dan Deacon, uh, it's, uh, you're, you're just headed out on tour, and it's like dozens of cities. It's a lot. I've been on tour in a while. Again, I, I spent basically all year putting together that playlist of Under the Sea. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's fun. I'm really looking forward to it. I finally had a turning point. I think a lot of it had to do with uh, uh, Max Funcon, and I'm, I'm – Blanking on the goddamn name of the podcast I asked you before. The Art of Process. The Art of Process. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, with, with Ted Leo and Amy Mann. And the Hodge was a guest. Mm-hmm. And my question was, how do you know when something is done? Because I tend to like whittle something away until there's not enough left and then I need to like put stuff back on. And I don't know. It felt good to ask that question and to have it be answered. And I felt like it was a turning point. Wow, and cool. Yeah, I finished the record, I think, like a month after that. After years of being like, I'll work on it just a little bit hmm. more. Because that's how I talk when I'm home in my skeletal <laughs> voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I finally finished the record. <laughs> you're back Help home. Help me, in... <laughs> <laughs> When you're back home in the cave, having right. a few grapes. If only my studio were once again in Castle Grayskull where it truly belongs. <laughs> Bring me your pemmican. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. It felt good. There's a He-Man Christmas special <laughs> where there is not. There's a He-Man Christmas special. One of many. Where some kids, I think, get transported to Eternia, and they try and explain Christmas to Skeletor, and he just says, Christmas? What's that? <laughs> it's so funny. Just that isolated, just Skeletor's skeleton face going, Christmas? What's that? <laughs> You said that just as I took a big drink of water. Yeah. Well, it'll teach you to drink while I'm remembering He-Man. I wonder... Arbor Day, what's that? <laughs> okay. Dan Deacon has been our guest. Yeah. Brian Sunny Deacon. I've really given you a lot of insight on the album. <laughs> what's the name of the record? Where can people find it? Uh, it's called Mystic Familiar, and you can find it anywhere online. Uh, it's also the name of a psychic chat room, which I didn't know about. <laughs> Are so, they suing uh, you? <laughs> I think it's a that's a public domain phrase. Yeah, I believe it's within board game lore. Sure, um, you can find it anywhere online and in quality music stores. Yeah, and where uh, where are we going to see those tour dates? Mostly North America. Um, I guess in L.A. I'll be playing the Regent, Ooh. and tour begins February twenty sixth. And I go. I like to call it the Pants. I go down the United States, and then I go over to the West, and then I go up, and then I come back across. And for some reason, I call that the pants. Love, yeah. See him on the pants tour. Yeah, I mean, I d- definitely get out and see Dan Deacon live. What are you? What are you fucking doing? Yeah, even there? if you're not a person that regularly goes to things, it's worth going. It's to a this. blast. Yeah, totally. And, and it's, it's sponsored a- by Walter Goggins vodka. <laughs> yes, yeah, everybody gets a free <laughs> shot of Goggins vodka. Upon when you say Walter Goggins vodka, you mean the <laughs> rival vodka started by Walton Goggins' brother Walter? Exactly. Did yeah. I say it again? I thought I was like, all right, just yeah. make sure and you easy say the, the right easy name mistake. this time. Easy it's mistake. Okay. Easy you, mistake. You did it again, but it's all right. We love you. We love you nonetheless. Brian Sunny D. Fernandez is our producer. You can find us on Reddit at MaximumFun.reddit.com. You can hashtag your tweets, JJGo. Uh, on Twitter, we're, at, we're on Twitter at... Uh, Jo- at Jordan underscore Morris at Jesse Thorne. Dan, is you still at eBay Netflix? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> to the bane of uh, my existence, yes, I am. At eBay Netflix. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, you know, fucking 2020, baby. Roll them. Sure. Uh, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan, Jesse, Go. Thanks for having me. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.